So welcome back to WCCF Talks Gaming. I'm your host, Keith, and we've got Alessio, Dave, and Chris here. And today we're it's mostly about PlayStation 5, but we're going to touch on some of the new Xbox Series X. And there's a topic Dave really wants to talk about with something called Warface. Not really sure what that is, but... To get things kicked off today, we're going to hand it over to Alessio, and he's going to tell us what Sony has planned in the coming days for the PlayStation 5. Well, at least, uh, at last, uh, the the digital showcase event, which has been rumored for many, many weeks now, uh, it's, it's finally confirmed, so it's happening on June 4th. And it will hopefully, uh, you know, showcase uh, the console's design, but uh, most importantly, the the games, because uh, people have been uh, very, very eager to see actual PlayStation 5 footage, you know, other than the Unreal Engine 5 uh, tech demo, you know, actual actual games, and uh, it's uh, there's a lot of hype. Uh, Sony, of course, didn't didn't say much in advance, but they did say the showcase will run for a bit more than an hour. So that that already gives us, uh, you know, an idea of uh, how many games or announcements we'll be able to see. Uh, you know, personally, I think uh, there's got to be something something rather big. And uh, of course, this is uh, their main showcase event this year. Since, uh, of course, the three uh, stuff is gone, uh, they they actually uh, already announced uh, before the pandemic that they weren't going to be at the anyway. But uh, they, of course, need to showcase. Uh, I think uh, big exclusives for the PlayStation 5, and mostly uh, it's going to be from their from their own uh, worldwide studios uh, portfolio of uh, developers, I think. Uh, if, you, if you look at that, I think uh, when, you, when you consider that, for example, uh, Band Studios have recently produced Days Gone, uh, and uh, for example, Sucker Punch is about to release uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Naughty Dog is about to release The Last of Us Part Two. I think uh, the main main possibilities right now are uh, likely a new game from Guerrilla Games, uh, likely Horizon Zero Dawn Two. Uh, it could be showcased, I think. Uh, for example, if you look at look back at the PlayStation 4 reveal event, there was uh, Infamous Second Son uh, from Sucker Punch, and that game didn't ship until uh, you know early uh, next year, early in the following year, and I think that could be true as well for Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, you know, shipping early 2021 uh, with. Uh, about four years after the first game, and uh, other than that, uh, it's it's hard to say honestly. But uh, maybe a new game from Japan Studio as well, uh, since they have uh, they haven't really made the game recently, other than the Shadow of the Colossus remake. 
you know, alongside Blue Point. So I think they may have something interesting as well. And you know, other than that, uh, I think we may also see some PlayStation Five upgrades, uh, like enhancement patches uh, for some of the most popular uh, PlayStation Four games, like uh, Spider-Man, uh, God of War, perhaps. And at least that's kind of what I'm expecting to to see. Okay, so yeah, I could see uh, Spider-Man because they did mention that game in the. Uh early talks of the hardware as far as like what could be done. And they use Spider-Man as an example of their street, you know, the, the storage capability improvements of the newer consoles. So I could see that. Um, So Alessia, what do you hope to see most out of this and what do you expect to not see? Well, uh, I mean, in terms of, uh, of games, like I said, it's uh, personally, I hope to see a ride on zero dawn true because uh, it, uh, I mean, even even if it's there, I'm not expecting to see like a big uh, gameplay reveal, uh, probably. But maybe an in in an engine trailer or something like that uh, okay. could be very very possible. And uh, as for what I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, expecting to see is uh, well, uh, I don't think there will be many games in this showcase at least because like I said it's going to be just over an hour and uh, I think they will also uh, of course uh, take time to uh, unveil the console design the aesthetic design and maybe some other stuff regarding the hardware as well which isn't exactly as uh, as well known as the Xbox Series X hardware so mm-hmm. you know, between all this, I'm expecting uh, be- between maybe three or four big uh, game reveals, and then maybe some uh, some look at the uh, announced uh, PlayStation Four games. Uh, gotcha. Than, uh, so you're expecting you know, a bit of uh, the enhanced kind of stuff, like what we saw with uh, with yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, about. I don't think they have. Uh, they have enough developers who are free to make uh, PlayStation Five games that are ready already for showcase. Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, well. We do know that they, they have showed. Surprised. A... Go ahead, Chris. So I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw, like I said, some early, early bits of information. Insomniac 2018, when Spider-Man was released, is usually every two, two, three years when they release a game. So 2020, 2021, next year we could see another game by Insomniac. So I'm gonna say before that, Ratchet and Clank, they had Edge of Nowhere as well in 2016, 2018 Spider-Man, so yeah, it's getting close to the time for an Insomniac game. Dave, your thoughts? It's not muted. Okay, I had to double check that for a second there. (laughs) Uh, No, I think the PS5 event is very, very exciting. Like Alessio said, I expect to see the aesthetics of the console and the controller in more detail. Um, I think a big thing, as we've said, is the enhanced games, and more than that, backwards compatibility as a whole. Um, it's, it's been really weird because uh, Microsoft quite clearly wants the Xbox Series X to run pretty much everything the Xbox One does. You know, it, that seems to be their intent. Sony has been really cagey on this. And I yeah. honestly think for some people, this will be a deciding variable. Because personally, I have uh, always had PS4 this gen. Uh, if I'm going to consider buying a different console next gen, if both consoles come out same day, you have the PlayStation 5 with like five launch games and you have the Xbox Series X 
which has the whole Xbox One library, and then like mm. half of that just on Xbox Games Pass, I know which is going to look more attractive to me or a more casual gamer than me. Yeah, that's, uh, that's certainly so true. So I think that backwards compatibility and the enhanced games are going to be a really big thing. And I think Sony needs to pull their finger out and catch up with what Microsoft has been doing since 2015. Yeah. It was mentioned quite recently by the from Sony that they want every game to be PS5 compatible by something like July. So for all the games from July, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, I think that that feels like too little too late to me. It feels yeah. like they should have been put this in like a year ago. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. Issue, the issue is Sony are being very secretive after the whole mm-hmm. Last of Us 2 thing. Um it wasn't it was quite recently. Was it yesterday that Jason Schreier, Jason Schreier? Uh, tweeted about how Sony are so paranoid of leaks that two developers who are presenting in next week's event don't e- weren't even given the date when they're going to be presenting. Oh, wow. So it's, they're they're being that secretive that it's like, yeah, you're presenting for us. When's that? I don't so, know. We well, you so, don't know. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I wanted to add in to what uh, Dave was saying about uh, backward compatibility. Because uh, actually this week uh, there was uh, not so much of a rumor or leak, but mm-hmm. you know some people noticed that uh, on the PlayStation website, uh, uh, for some reason, uh, the mention of backward compatibility kind of got erased, which, uh, you know, many people, well, at least some people, Interpreted as a way uh, that uh, of saying that maybe it will not be ready in time for the launch. Which yeah, I I saw this too. I believe uh, something got sent to the WCCF Tech uh, tip inbox, and I saw that, and it was really interesting how that came into us the very same day that it was mentioned that from July all PS4 games have to be PS5 compatible. That was the same day. Yeah. So I refuse to believe that's a coincidence. I don't. I'm not thinking coincidence either. But it's just, you know, it, and, and let's just move on, move into that topic and talk about it a little bit more. Is is you know, um, Nate posted an article just yesterday from the time of recording that Sony's making games that can only be enjoyed on PS5, and mm-hmm. um, that Xbox cross gen is not for them. Like that's not kind of their target. I'm not certain that's the smartest move to do in this market. I mean, they've got an incredible foothold. This is re- reminding me a lot of their almost arrogant nature on the PlayStation 3 launch. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of scary. I mean, they've, they've built up so much goodwill with the PS4 and even doing things like VR. And I know how, Chris, I know how you feel about VR, and we'll touch on that one later. It's dead. But <laughs> P- PSVR has done fairly well. Yeah, and yeah. And uh, Microsoft is like, no, we're not touching VR. We're just not going to do it. So I think Microsoft are cagey after the whole failure of Connect, and they did I, fail, I don't blame them. They were they were they were right to be careful about what type of big departures they make. But it's really interesting to see. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. See, backwards compatibility as somebody who primarily plays PC games, the biggest problem I run into is just operating system support and such um but ui scaling yeah there well integer scaling has helped that a lot but that now yeah 
but as a console, but on consoles, um, my Xbox One, I like that I can go on the store and download old 360 games and even Xbox One games that I may have missed in the past. And mm-hmm. I know that's not a reason to buy a new console is for two no, generation no, no. old games. But if you like D- Dave hit uh, perfectly on the head. If you're going in and we don't right now, and I know they haven't put a lot on PlayStation, but you've seen Microsoft throw all these games out there. And it's like, look at all these games, look at all these developers. And Microsoft or Sony is like, we got this really cool looking controller and it, you know, it feels different. So uh, I don't know. It's, what are you I guys' think thoughts? It's, it's a strange one because, like you said, it's two things on this. Like you talked about the history, Sony almost coming across as arrogant. It's history repeating itself. Every generation you get that. Nintendo, incredibly arrogant after the SNES. They failed miserably against the PS1. Yes, shut up, Dave. (laughs) Um, Sony managed to actually stay modest enough. They succeeded with the PS2. But then, as you say, they got arrogant. PS3, they just thought, we've got this in the bag. They failed. They failed miserably. And then, But then Microsoft got arrogant. And then with their release of the Xbox One originally, well, well, we've got a console for you without always online connection. It's called the Xbox 360. No, you don't have that. Don't be right. morons. And yeah. <laughs> and we could be seeing the same. We could be seeing another cycle of arrogance yeah. now, just swapping from Microsoft to Sony. And and then on that's certainly possible. And then when you talk about playing older games. It's a slight, it's a tangent, a big tangent, yeah. but I keep looking on eBay now because I'm going to buy a PS Vita just because they, there are games that are only available for the Vita to play on the Vita or PS3 instead of the PS4. It's like, surely they can spot them. I want to play Suikoden on the PS4, not the yeah. Vita. I don't now, have the PS3 anymore. Can I offer up a counterpoint? Hmm. I'm going to do, this is going to be a counter, a counter argument to that. Dave might, might fill me on this one. Dave, I need you, I need you back on this one. Okay, so 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 what I'm getting at is with with uh, you know enjoyed on PS5 only. Let's say that Mm. they're targeting they're targeting a next generation of fidelity. They're targeting to push that. Do you want the same games that you that you? So the Xbox crowd is going to get a game that they can play on their Xbox One or their Xbox Series X. And it's going to look and play and perform differently a bit based on which one they get. So do you want that or do you want to really squeeze the system and really get that fidelity? I mean, we could see a point where we see these launch titles for the PS5 may actually look better than the Xbox One or Xbox Series X. Now, I know there's going to be people screeching at me that I'm a moron. I don't know what I'm talking Mm, about. It's probably true. But... If you're able to edge out all of the performance from that that one console and then over time cycle the other one, you know, I think early we're going to see better looking PS5 games than Series X, but mid to late life cycle that's going to be drastically reversed. Mm. Reversed, I, I don't know way. if it'll be drastically reversed, but I think I think like you said we're going to see the Xbox lag behind, but that happened this generation as well. Because the PS5 still had the advantage, they were still making games just for that, uh, even though they were PS4 and PS5. But I don't know. Yeah, like Dave said, it could go either way. 
my old debate always relies when it comes to choosing a console relies on the fact that Microsoft are going for the cross-platform thing. They're we talked about it before, where they they're essentially cutting off part of their audience. Anybody who's got a PC, a gaming PC, literally has zero reason to ever buy an Xbox One um, Series X. There's no reason to buy it if it's coming out on the Xbox. You can get it on the PC. The PlayStation games aren't so. The ownership is simple. If you've got a PC, get a PlayStation, get a Switch. I actually disagree. Well, Uh-oh. you're wrong. Oh. No, no, here's the thing, here's the thing. Tell me, Dave. You own a PC. Yeah. Does that mean you're never going to get a new PC? Well, no. You exactly. Still... So if you own a PC, if I, own, if I own Steam, and I do, and I have a whole library of games. I wish I owned Steam. I am not, I'm, <laughs> yes. yeah. if, I, if I've got Steam and I've got a whole library of games, I'm not going to think to myself, I never, I don't want to play these games with my new PC. And likewise, if I have a library of like PC games on, say, the Microsoft Store, and perhaps I have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for PC and console, and perhaps I would consider playing a game in my living room on my sofa, I would pick the console which has all the games that I can access immediately. That 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 is actually it, why I ended up with the it's Xbox. A, it's See, a fair See point. Keith, Keith is right there with you, and like I do, I do personally. Because I have a good PC, I'm not going to buy an Xbox. That's true. So I, I, I'm with you on that one. Because uh, I have a PC, I'm not going to buy an Xbox. However, <laughs> I think there are very good reasons that crossplay actually facilitates people getting a console on the side. You know? Yeah, and that's how I ended up with mine yeah. when they started doing um, crossplay, the cross buy. So you buy it on one platform, mm-hmm. you have it on both. It was uh, for comfortability. Say, I guess I don't know. I was lazy. Yeah. I can understand that. I just think if you want to access the most, the biggest variety of games, yeah, then it's it it is is do are you going for the comfort in the same games or do you want to spend? Do you want to risk the comfort ideal for the Xbox games? Play them on the PC, which yeah, but the thing the thing is the thing that you're forgetting is that if you do split your ecosystems, which again, personally, I'm all about variety. I want the Switch Mm. and the PlayStation and the PC. Don't yeah. need an Xbox because of that. Same I'm as, about so variety. you're the same as me then. Yeah, yeah. Respect. I'm of your opinion. However, I've got to admit that, like, if you split your ecosystems like that, you find yourself paying multiple subscriptions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, believe me. Uh, and got, we've like I'm... Xbox Live Gold, and then you look at Games Pass, and you look at PlayStation Plus, and Nintendo Switch Online, and uh, obviously you want mm. the Games Pass for both PC and and Xbox yeah. if you're doing it. But but. Yeah, it adds got up both, yeah, real, real fast, and I really I understand why someone would want to stick to like one or two ecosystems, PC and Xbox, condense those subs, you know, uh, into yeah, one, yeah, and space. Yeah, the sub thing is else. getting too far. PlayStation, so, Nintendo. Oh, yeah. So, so to so to wrap this one up, let's go around the table and state. Um, Alessio some... might have something to say. <laughs> oh, Alessio. Alessio, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, no. I mostly agree with what's been said. Uh, uh, you know, everything from the arrogant uh, Switch thing, uh, mm. and that's not to say Nintendo Switch. I mean that uh, both Microsoft and Sony tend to switch between arrogant and non-arrogant based on their previous generation's performance, uh, so to speak. So it's basically, you know, with the Xbox 360, for example, uh, Microsoft did a lot of things right, and they sold a lot of consoles. Uh, mm. But, uh, you know, 
uh, the following generation with the Xbox One, they did the reverse for the most part. And yeah. uh, the, the reverse <laughs> is true for Sony, you know, with the PS, PlayStation 3 and then the PlayStation After 4. After the PS2, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it's actually something that I see a lot of people mention in, uh, you know, uh, the forums like Resetera and uh, Reddit, stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, kind of a shared sentiment, I, I would say. And, what, uh, yeah. I should say, what do you think about the secrecy of Sony with the fact that they're not even telling their developers when they when they're even showing their new stuff? Well, yeah, that's definitely could be a byproduct of uh, what happened with uh, The Last of Us, too, could be, definitely. Uh, it also could be just related to coronavirus, because it's the same mm-hmm. with Nintendo recently. They they haven't done a Nintendo Direct. They said that mm-hmm. they actually were going to do one in the last month and cancelled it, and that's because all the dates are constantly changing. Yeah, yeah. I think Nintendo yeah. are notoriously secret, though. Even without coronavirus, they've always so, been oh, a very yeah, secret. Yeah, absolutely. Degree. But but still, I think Sony is. I think every company is feeling the fact that dates yeah, can oh, change yeah. all the time right now. Everything's in fluctuation. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I said the c word again. Damn. What? What <laughs> word? Yeah, I didn't Corona. hear it. Corona. Uh, <laughs> I got a I got a drink over here. Money, Sharona. <laughs> I mean, Corona. so in all seriousness, when it comes to the secrecy, it it always makes me. It, there's no in between when when there's so much secrecy. They've mm-hmm. either got something so good. And they're going to blow your underwear off with it, or they really have no idea how people are going to respond. <laughs> it's either that one or the other. It's either so yeah. good they want to come out and they want to drop the mic and be like, "There we are." You, or yeah, you like, better rarely get the. It's always the polar polarization. Something's either that crap that they know it's going to flop, and they want to leave it to the last second, or. Yeah. See that yeah. with games uh, well, doing it, I would be more concerned if they were waiting until Friday at five o'clock to do the reveal. <laughs> oh yeah, when financial reports come out then you know it's gone bad. Yeah. The fact that they're still doing it midday on Thursday before you like you said, before the stock markets will close for the weekend, before yeah. while trading is still going on. That that tells yeah. me they're they're a little confident, confident. to an extent. Yeah. You know, but, actually uh, it's uh yeah, something uh, I I'd like to add on this one. It's uh there are a couple of uh, well-known insiders and uh, journalists, you know, be, eyeballs. Jason, which uh, Chris mentioned previously, but also Jeff Grubb from VentureBit, uh, who has been uh, posting a lot of uh, the PlayStation 5 uh, showcase event. And uh, even yesterday on his latest piece, he wrote that... Uh, you heard from several developers that the PlayStation 5 may well be the uh, best uh, architecture really? architecture in history. Mm. That's that's what he said, and that's something that uh, Jason Schreier uh, previously said as well. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, they, they might have some actual sources in there, and it might be a sentiment uh, from at least part of the development mm. community. So if that's true, then, uh, you know, uh, the common common knowledge, you know, when everyone looked at the paper, shit, uh, it was like uh, PlayStation 5. It's got a uh, very fast SSD, but uh, on the raw teraflops count, uh, the Xbox Series X seems better. You know, yeah. but uh, it's how much how much a game can actually utilize that though it might end up being 
higher for no actual function. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people praising this this SSD stuff, and uh, like, uh, of course, Epic with the with mm. the Unreal Engine <laughs> Five tech demo. And uh, Sweeney is saying that the SSD is going to be something that PC gamers then think, "Oh, I need that." Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it will be kind of required, you know, going forward uh, for for PC gamers as well, because. Uh, if games start relying on it as a base, and then uh, the requirements will have to go up. Yeah. I've, so I've got a question then for everybody: Which console are you going to get? Well, probably yeah, PS5. yeah, yeah. Probably, like you said, it's you know because we all have a gaming PC. It makes mm. more sense to get a PlayStation Five. Oh, you're you're going to get a big box. Yeah, I got. I'm going to go. No, this is going back over there for the test. But actually, built. Yeah, no. uh, It's going to be a tough one. It's going to come down to the games. I got to see what's coming out for it when it's coming out. Um, I built my living room PC. Um, I'm gaming away very happily on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'll go to the next gen consoles until there's enough uh, exclusive games. A lot of the exclusive games that I like to play were on on the Xbox. So, like, I love Halo series. And I'm playing it on my PC in ultra wide at 144 hertz. I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do on the next consoles yet. Neither one have honestly sold me. And when people say, "Well, ray tracing," well, my living room PC, uh, it okay. does that. Um, they're like, "Well, super fast storage." Well, my living room PC already does that, and I have my entire uh, Steam library and. You play library, and yeah. I just, it's, yeah. I don't know. That's me. I, I'm not sold on either one just yet. You're going to make the decision later. Yeah, yeah. you know, what uh, What I hope for is that uh, the DualSense controller, uh, hopefully, hopefully it may retain the, you know, you know new optics uh, features hmm. even when hooked to PC as well, which yeah, would, that would be, be good. That would be good. I'm down for that. So the other question I do have to ask, and this is a competition between all four of us. So how how much do you think the uh, con- the PS5 is going to get announced for price wise? Well, yeah, just yesterday I think uh, Jim Ryan, which is the, the rumors, yeah, the PlayStation boss, he said that basically it's he hinted that it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he said it's going to be uh, you know adequate for its value. So basically, in uh, executive week. speak, it means I think uh, over over four hundred for sure. Uh, I yeah, I've been I was having a discussion with a friend who people from work who were just like um, yeah, well asking me what I know about the consoles is like I know as much as anybody really. <laughs> just yeah, read the website if you want to find stuff out. But uh, price wise, I was thinking probably around this five fifty. Dollar mark five five to six hundred dollars. Pounds mark, you're looking about five hundred pounds. Yeah. So, so I actually agree. I think if you want to buy a console outright, is going to be like around five hundred pounds to dollars, euro, whatever. However, you mentioned if I said, I said if you want to buy a console outright, because I like the Microsoft idea. I firmly believe the the subscription services that Microsoft doing the finance services that (laughs) is going to become a standard model. Because just like phones, these systems are now becoming too expensive to be a singular yeah. purchase. Well, and, oh, yeah. and they're lasting 
seven years. Yeah, and also you are hearing it from Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft that they're thinking console generations are going to become a thing of the past. I think these incremental enhanced systems are going to be a standard thing. Like every three years, you'll start paying a new three to four years. Yeah, console just like a phone upgrade. I believe it. Yeah, you know, actually, <sighs> it's uh, something that Microsoft. Uh, uh, you know, Phil Spencer, uh, the boss of gaming at Microsoft, he said they're going to push a lot of more on this, uh, you know, subscription uh, mm-hmm, console mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so I've even been getting issue, emails yeah. about it. The yeah, issue the is your Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the issue with that, of course, is um, these current times, and then we're still suffering, or some people are still suffering, the aftermath of the financial crisis from over oh, 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. So oh, of course. not everybody can do credit. Not yeah, everybody's yeah. fortunate enough. Yes, that's going to be a, absolutely going to be a concern, but you can't you can't account for everyone, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, but no, yeah. Like obviously, there'll still be the option to buy things outright, as always. So, um, but also, I think that I think that Sony and Microsoft alike, if they jump on this bandwagon, which I do believe they should, I think they will willingly essentially take a loss on their subscription services, which costs them much less to run than they charge, of course. Mm. I think they'll take a loss on the subscription services in order to like at least break even on the hardware on the subscriptions and then keep people plugged in to pay those subscriptions for years and years yeah. and years and years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, the- I think if you look at it as a whole, I think if you look at it like buying a console and subscription separately versus having them all in a finance bundle, I, I imagine that they will look very attractive. Yeah, you know? more than lightweight. So much yeah. per month, and you get everything included. Yeah. yeah, I think if you like, like broke it down, how many months, whatever interest, I think it'd probably be not too different. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah, I think we're all. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think that's kind of what I. I, I think. Yeah, Dave. Dave hit mm. on mine. Um, speaking of Dave. Let me do we it, Dave. We've got one, la- one last He's topic. He's obsessed for... about one topic. Yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave has got... We, we're running you out know, of time. actually, that's my fault because I gave him the code for to review the game. <laughs> so obsessed so, about one topic maybe, maybe and for I once should, it's not Nintendo. You know, maybe yeah. I should go back in time, you know, like <laughs> uh, good old Marty and present myself, my old self to do that. Dave, uh, yeah, Give gonna... me the code next time. I'll not All be right. interested in it. I'm, I'm going to so, start a timer. Yeah, I'll be quick. You've got... No, no, You're you don't always... have to be too quick. You have yes. five minutes. Excellent. That's all the time I need. So, Warface Breakout. I hadn't played Warface before, but it is Crytex Warface. It's Crytex free-to-play online shooter. Warface Breakout is Crytex not free-to-play online shooter. And this one takes a much more CSGO uh, slash Valorant approach. Sorry, Dave. Uh, just uh, just going to stop you there. Uh, oh, oh, oh. It's not... <laughs> This is not actually made by Crytek. No, it's, uh, it's not. Basically, it's uh, made from the Alts team of uh, My Dot Games. My Dot, My Dot Games. It's um, Blackwood okay. Games, isn't it? Yeah, you okay, know. fair enough. Warface was originally made by Crytek, but even even that was uh, now was. They never hold on to anything. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Well, Crytek was struggling, <laughs> okay. weren't they? Let's face it. You see, this is why I can't keep up anymore. Crytek just throw things out there and then just sell them off. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Warface they expanded too far and struggled. So, yeah. yeah, the Warface, the previously Crytek series, is now owned by <laughs> what's his names, and they've made Warface Breakout, which is a okay. paid Counter Strike slash Valorant alike, where it's a more competitive, round-based first-person shooter where you're gonna spread out on the map, walk very slow and shoot people very accurately. It is, it is 
bland. The music's bland. The art style is bland. But the, the gameplay is very, very good, actually. Like, all the guns work. Everything works. It's a very good tactical experience. Now, because it's a paid experience and there's been zero advertising, no one's playing it. No yeah. one's playing it. There, there is... I, last night, I tried to get in the game. Sure, it was the middle of the night. My fault to try and get a game then. But I was matchmaking for 10 minutes and I went to bed. Okay? But even better okay. than that, I stopped playing casual mode. I went to hardcore mode this morning. Oh, I got a game. Out of 10 people, it had five people playing. Four people on my team, one person on the enemy team. <laughs> this is the good stuff. Now, in hardcore fair, mode... Fair odds. In hardcore mode... You get friendly fire turned off so you can start shooting your teammates. And before you know it, my teammates got so sick of winning, they started killing each other. Last and man standing. When there was only one teammate left, he would knife fight the enemy. And the enemy would stand and watch us kill each other, waiting to knife fight whoever wins. I have a I like fifteen. It. I have a fifteen-minute video of Warface being turned into an underground knife fight arena. I'm starting to think, do you not Dave. think that would actually make a good game? It would have been a better Where game! You've got two Dave. teams Dave. facing each other and the last man standing I, of each I, team. I need you to record me an audio clip explaining what's going on for when we post that video because that's going to yeah. be hilarious. It's... I'm sweating a bit now thinking about it. It was... <laughs> at, at, it was first, at first, I was like, this is the stupidest game I've ever played. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no one takes this seriously. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to knife him. Yay. <laughs> yeah, boy. It was great. And it was yeah, great. boy. It was great. I'm going to um, stab you. So, so that's Warface Breakout. I'm not sure I recommend it, but it's fun. Uh, I'll be looking forward to your full review on that one. Well, you just Hell said yeah. that. I recommend it. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, uh, I think that's a good wrap up for today. We had a good time. I thank the audience for joining us. This is Keith saying catch you in the next one. All right. Later, guys.